through the flute, the harp, the trumpet, the stomp, the dance, our voice, our hearts, our minds, and our souls. The Holy Spirit is already present in this place, and it is time for the word to go forth. But just sit in it for a moment and hear the word of God. And then we will pray, and a message will come forth. If you have your Bible, feel free to turn with me to Colossians, I mean Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. And then I will read Matthew chapter 6, verses 24, 25, and then 30 through 34. Here's the word of God. Think of us in this way, as servants of Christ and stewards of God's great mysteries. Moreover, it is required of student stewards that we may be found trustworthy. If you have your Bible, if you write it down somewhere, write down the word trustworthy. Keep that in your mind. Then we'll go over to the Gospels in this chapter, Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 and 25. It says, no one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, or even what you will wear. It is life. It's, is not life more than food and the body more than the clothing you wear? Verse 30 says, But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry saying what we will eat or what we will drink or what we will wear, for it is the Gentiles who strive for all of these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things will be given unto him, given unto you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow brings worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. And my question to us, will you trust God enough to walk it out? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I say unto you, move me behind the cross and let the words of my mouth be a sweet meditation unto our hearts and yours. Lord, I know that we need healing and deliverance and forgiveness. So, Lord, I ask that you would restore us and make us anew. On this day, I ask that if there's any families that are dealing with special needs, that you would continue to rain down and cover them. But I ask you, Lord, move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations be the meditations for your people. But this is your day, your word, and let us know that your love is enough. 
In Jesus' name, amen. On our fourth Sunday, we do a thing here called Just Praise. And you have an opportunity to give me a word to walk it out with. And after I finish preaching the word and saying the word and the word goes up, then we even have a theme song for Walk It Out. We've got a theme song for New Faith and we've got a theme song for other stuff. But today we get a chance to just walk it out. So could I get a drum roll, my brother? Mm -hmm. All righty now. The word today, we've tried a couple other words and a lot of different words have came to mind. Some of you have sent me interesting kind of words, hope, healing, Joy. Give me another drum roll. Alrighty, the word today. We're going to walk this word out. The word is trust. Turn to your neighbor and say, trust. Turn to your other neighbor and say, the word is trust. You say, how did we get to this word? Well, you would be surprised. People send me emails about all different kind of things, but the word we're going to walk with it out today is the word trust. Amen? All right. Well, let me tell you about a few insights about life. As I prepared for this message this week, it was as though the week was a blur. Spoop, gone. Things happen, situations occur, and even up to this morning, there were phone calls, and I just said, I'm going to what? Trust in the Lord because there's things that happen in our lives and we just need to do what? Trust God. The mysteries of faith, situations where we're going to be tomorrow, the scripture says there's enough worry. Why are you worrying about tomorrow? Can you make it through the day? Can you trust that today is enough? And you see, during the week, I connected with lots of different friends. It's going to be an amazing week coming for me. And I could have missed today trying to get into next week and the week after, and prayers were being answered. It's a great and blessing for my stepson to be here with us today. He is praising God with us today, and that's an answered prayer. Amen? You don't know what it means to trust when you just don't know situations. And you give it to God, and you take it back, and you give it to God, and you take it back. But it's about the issue of trust. Well, can you give my band today a hand clap of praise? Because we had to trust the process today. Situations occur, and we don't make excuses for anything or any situation. Things do happen. Anybody ever get this phone call? Hello? I was supposed to be there at 3 o'clock, and it's now 3.30. I'm beyond late. But can you help a brother out? Can you help a sister out? We trust the process, but then we get a little upset and agitated if things don't happen the way we want it to happen. Before I even get into all the other words, we're just going to focus on trust. But I want to give you a little insight about the other words. Hope and joy appear in the Bible together over 367 times. If we would just decide that we was going to focus on hope and joy, we could study hope and joy all year long and never get to another word. Amen? You could just look at all the scriptures about hope and joy and stay right there, and you would go through a whole year if the Lord blessed you so. If you just wanted to hang out and study healing, anybody need healing? Anybody need healing in their body? Some of us need healing in our body, amen? We could literally study the whole month of February with 28 days. Unless it was a leap year, we'd have enough scripture on just healing to stay in the month of February, amen? amen. 
So when I asked you to consider the word trust and trustworthy as an opportunity uh, to look at a word, I want you to think about this. Could I have a little drum roll one more time? Amen. Trust occurs 86 times in the Bible and trustworthy happens 25 times. So by the time you get from the Old Testament to New Testament and focus on these words, you could simply just add those two things together and stay a while. Amen? Amen. You know, some of us get uh, stuck on just one or two things and we say, well, why do we have to look at that? Well, I'm telling you, sometimes the frequency and the usage of a word is not enough for us to stick and stay and look at the word. But it's my hope today when you hear this message about trust and trustworthiness that you will appreciate the word trust. Amen? That's all the drum roll, and I appreciate it. Give him another hand clap of praise. Did he step it out or what? My feet hurt. I, I, you know, I could have I made that move a little while back, but y'all, I didn't want to mess with it today. You know, amen? You know, I had to let him handle it by itself. I could have stepped in and been part of the team, but, you know, I just want to focus to do one thing well. Hallelujah, King Jesus. Amen. Well, the thing that we're going to talk about, like I said, is the word trust. When I walk this thing out today, I hope that it will prick you in lots of different ways, but I want you to begin thinking about what is the relationship between trust and worry. You don't have to answer me because, see, I know there's some worry warts in here. Your fingernails, you done bit them all off. This streak in your hair, you are still dying right now because you have worried it into the gray land. And then there's all of us, we got this nervous twitch. We don't know where it came from. But if we, every day when we stop worrying, all of a sudden that twitch goes away. So there are worry warts and it comes in different places in our bodies and we attempt to serve two masters. That's where we get to struggle between trust and worry. I know I'm stepping on some people's toes, so I just want you to go right now and just say, ouch. Ouch. Did you have to go there? I mean, come on, lady. I mean, we just met. This is the first time I heard you preaching. You all up in my business about trust and worry. Well, that's how God is. He's so good, he just gets in our business right away. So wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you've been somewhere trusting, and you've been somewhere worrying. So today you're going to get set free and really get an opportunity to understand what it means to trust God. Is that all right? I'm an acronym kind of person, and this is how I remember a lot of stuff. So for me, if I were to ask you, Joyce, what does the word trust mean to you? When I say the word trust, what jumps in your mind immediately? Rely, total reliance. What else over here? Anybody trust? What jumps out in your mind when I say, take care of it. Just, I'm just going to trust that you're going to take care of the situation. Trust is a relationship. Go ahead. Tell me what you think about trust. Freedom, freedom. I mean, there is complete reliance, and God is going to take care of it. And then it's like, it's a done deal, ain't it? Well, I want you to think of this, these letters when I tell you the word trust. T is for telling the truth. R is for relating. U is for unconditional. S is for support. And T is for time. Because at the front end, you got to tell the truth. And you have to allow time to be in the equation. Not our time, but God's time. Amen? So we're going to just look at this as we begin this word trust. If I were to write, ask you to write down the name of the person that you trust the most, 
Some of you would say, my spouse. Others of you would say, my mother or father, my best girlfriend, my buddy from the third grade. And even if you were in the service, you would write down somebody you trust on the battlefield. But would any of you write down God? Amen? Because a lot of times when we ask that question, who do you trust? We don't put God in the equation. I wonder why. Do we think our best friend will judge us if we tell them the whole truth? Nothing but the truth, so help us God? Do we think our friends will show that unconditional love? Or do you believe that once we trust the person and we tell the person the truth, all of a sudden they'll be on the other line, hardly getting off the two-way? Child, let me tell you what I just heard. I don't want to be spreading nothing but, uh, uh. Is that a relationship of trust or is that a representation of broken trust? A lot of times we want to accuse other people of breaking the trust, but we the first trust breakers in the house. We get up in the morning breaking trust. We say we're going to talk to God first thing in the morning, and we say it's 12 noon and we ain't had a conversation yet with Jesus. Is that a trusting relationship? Is that a prayerful relationship? Is that the discipline that says, God, you'll carry me anywhere, and I trust you with my whole life? And we don't even have a morning conversation. The scripture of Matthew tells us that we should not worry. If you trust somebody, do you worry about whether they're telling you the truth or not? If you really trust somebody, Brother White, if you really trust somebody, do you believe they're telling you the truth? Yes, of course you do, because that's part of the trust that you have in that relationship. You are encouraged to stay present, embrace hope, and just be part of today. But guess what? Sometimes on our spiritual journey, we release worry, and we moving and grooving with God. God is taking care of everything. Everything we put our foot on, it becomes holy ground, and we just walk this thing out, and all of a sudden, we just like, ooh, I'm walking on water. What happened when Peter was walking on that water? Huh? He was trusting in God. As soon as he stopped trusting in God, he thought he had it going on. What happened to him? He began to sink. He took his eyes off of God. So his trust was no longer direct. It was no longer interactive. He no longer was relating to God. He said, hey, God, I got this. I'm walking on water, and I'm holy than holy, and you don't have to do nothing no more. I got this, boo. So a lot of times we break trust with God because of our own personal disobedience, attitude, arrogance, when I was young, I would tell my mother, I got this. I got this. I don't need no help. I got this. The teachers would even say, could you encourage her to receive help from somebody? She don't have to be perfect. Can she just show up and expect a little help? The young lady back there was talking about the drama to come. One time I ran a drama program. I gave everybody their part and told them that they needed to be to rehearsal at 4 o'clock on Tuesday. And I expected it to go just like that. 
at a young age, I wasn't trusting God. I was trusting that what I told the people they would do, and they would do it just like I said they would do it. And I was just like, hey, my feelings got hurt. Because they came to school, stood right before me, and said, yeah, I practice. We got the rehearsal, and they hadn't practiced nothing. They didn't even know where the paper was. That wasn't my part. I think you gave that to the other girl. I was like, I was so frustrated. I, start, I said, that's not my calling. That's not my gift. I'm not directing nobody anymore. It's just not fair. So when broken trust happens, whether we're the ones breaking it or something just happens, we fall out with people. Anybody in here ever fall out? Just going and it, it just, ow. My foot, I'll just foot hurt. You ever fall out with somebody? How do you fall back in? You got to trust them again, but you got to trust God. You got to talk to God. And then you move from telling the truth to relating. And then you move from relating to experiencing that unconditional love. You got to keep reaching out. Because sometimes that trust relationship is so important. You may not like the way it's moving. You may not like the way life is going, but you got to reach out and trust again. And then we get into the S. And I'm going to pitch a tent right there for a minute because the S is the place where we want support, but we're not ready to release. And so we get into worry part two. We get to worry power to the third level. We didn't got past what we eat. We full. We done went to all the sales and we cute. So we don't worry about the clothes we're going to wear. Then we call a few other people and say, could you pick up a dress or pick up something, get me a blouse, give me a pair of pants, help me out. And all of that's taken care of. And then we want the support. We want God to show us the acts of kindness. We want him to show us the provision and care. We want to experience that unconditional love through just genuine support. And we don't show up. We're no longer conscious. We want trust. We want truth. We want reality. But we're in this stage. Mm-hmm. You ever see your children? Teenagers are famous for this, and I love teenagers because you can be delivered from this. And, um, you know, you ask a child, and when they're in a teenage land, they already know everything. And when uh, you ask them something, they say, whatever. Whatever. If you didn't know that that translates, I really don't care. You know, you can say whatever you think you need to say. Go ahead and say it. Hallelujah, King Jesus. But whatever. And how they get delivered from whatever is when you deliver on whatever. Amen? Go ahead and deliver on whatever. You ask them, should we go to this place today? And they say, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you put them on lockdown, and they have to travel with you for all day long. Because, see, they could have went to the park. They could have cleaned up their room. They could have hung out with their friends. But because they was in the whatever land, whatever. And you got them on lockdown. They locked down in your car. And I'm going to tell you something. It's funny. When, you, when they get delivered from being in your car, it's a whole new kind of experience. When they get locked down on the car, and then you release them to the public again, all of a sudden, whatever has disappeared from their line of thinking. But it's not locked on in teenage land. It comes all the way over into young adult and older adult, and it comes in the, in, the, in the thing of busyness and, you know, too much on your plate and I don't know how we got here and denial. I mean, it shows up in all these different places. 
But God is sending us support, and we really don't know how to receive it. Because when somebody walks up to you and say, hey, Lisey, how you doing? Oh, blessed and highly favored. And you done had the worst day in the world. Why didn't you tell them the truth? I had a tough day today. But can't Christians say I had a tough day? No, we don't want to say that because they might hurt somebody's journey. They need to know the truth in love. So you need to sometimes say, child, I'm having a rough day. Can you pray for me? Can you help me out? I need some support right now. Hallelujah. It ain't the day I thought it was going to be. Uh, ooh, help me. We need to tell the truth. But we so busy trying to be something we not yet. God is still molding and working with us. And we over here, oh, I'm just blessed and highly favored. You still blessed and highly favored, but you having a moment right now. So sometimes receiving the support is by telling the truth. Blessed and highly favored with a testimony. Amen. And the last word in trust is time. It all happens in God's time. If you were to trade your worry chips in and all the fingernails that you have bit off and all the ice cream that you have eaten late at night over worry and all the sleepless evenings you've had, if you could trade those in just by trusting God, what do you think you would receive? Sleep, mm-hmm. You would build truth. You would have some laughter and hope and, and love in a true and living God. You would be able to walk this thing out differently because just your mind would be transformed. And I know some of you are saying, look, you don't understand. I've been praying for a long time, and I've been trusting in the Lord. Well, God sent me today to ask you, did, how many times have you taken it back? You trust him and you snitch it, just snatch it on back. I trust you, Jesus, but my fingers are behind my back. I'm not sure I'm ready to give it to you just yet. What if you gave yourself permission to realize that this part of your life is just that tough and you're going to have a give-and-take relationship and as long as the number of times you gave it to God exceeds the number of times you took it back, then you're building trust. What if the days that he wiped your tears and you were just so sad about a situation and he said, I've been waiting for you to release it. And now because you've been truthful and you released it in tears, I'm cleansing your spirit right now and I'm moving your situation. I'm making things fresh and anew. Would you trust him enough to give him another chance? Would you trust the person that you've loved all your life who maybe wasn't what you thought they would be? Would you give them a second chance? Because God said give them a second chance. Would you step into their life and demonstrate unconditional love even though you weren't sure how risky it would be? Would you even be willing to work a part-time job, two part-time jobs, in place of the full-time job that was paying you real money like you thought it was paying to be where God was calling you to be? Trust is a life journey that is renewed daily with love. It's embraced by forgiveness, and it is honored by the willingness to have a heavenly heart. Do you want a trustworthy relationship, or do you want a broken relationship? You have to make up your mind. Will you seize this moment and trust God again? 
Because, see, you told God a long time ago, you took my mama. You took my cousin. Why should I trust and believe in you? But today is a new day. Will you seize this opportunity to trust again? God has given us unconditional love today. He said that there's enough worry for tomorrow. Will we pay attention to today? Will we love differently today? Will we listen differently today? Will we allow God to gravitate and snatch us out of the depths of hell? Because our salvation and soul is so important. It's still up to us. He gives us free will and free choice. Ten years ago, I started a journey on my calling, and I've quit a many a time. But the Lord said, long as you rehire yourself in the morning, you are right with me. You can quit tonight, but you need to be hired by the time you get up in the morning. I'm going to let you sleep on this, but when I wake you up, I need you to be straight up trusting me again. You don't get a chance to sleep ugly. You don't get a chance to sleep mad. You don't even get a chance to sleep and act like, I gave up on you, God. God ain't gave up on you. You You don't get to give up because he trusts what he has given and what he has placed in you that it will become great each and every day. Will you trust life today to live it for today? That's the question. Where we go from here is an opportunity to walk it out. Last month I had the rappers and uh, I listened to the song and I told my teenagers I really wasn't ready for the full rap version. And when I got home, I had a chance to hear a different version. So I invite you to stand up and I want you to walk this thing out on the word trust. And then we will close with prayer, but we'll come back to our seats and people who are here for the first time, what we do is we offer you an opportunity to tell you how you got to new faith and how you connected. We also have some things on the other side that we're going to share with you, but right now we're just going to walk it out. And before we move, the word is trust. Trust that God will move your body, your temple, your limbs in all situations that you can walk it out this day. Go forth. Let's walk it out, Rick. Step with it, step with it, like this, like this. Now walk with it, walk with it, like this. Now step with it, step with it, now step with it, step with it. Now walk with it, walk with it, step with it, step with it, walk with it, walk with it, step with it, step with it, walk with it, walk with it, step with it, step with it, walk with it, walk with it. I can do it too. Yo, check me out, check me out.